0: This is a Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. Thank you. We're going to go ahead and get started. Again, for those of you standing in the back, as your legs get tired and you're ready to sit, this is open for you to come up. If not, it's like a test of wills, so we'll see. Uh, how it goes. So uh, welcome to the library. It's uh, great to see everybody and again sorry about the cramped space but we're trying to juggle everything. Uh, we are so excited uh, to welcome the uh, Dreypung Losling um, monks uh, to for the creation of uh, the Mandala and also I think more importantly for them to be teachers uh, for all of us about uh, their culture and uh, their beliefs and uh, it's about themselves. So uh, I think it's pretty cool for the few days to play host. I do want to acknowledge the Fine and Performing Arts Center. They're the, the actual uh, sponsors of the event, and we just get to, to host. The, we get the cool part um, and don't have to deal with the paperwork, so that's awesome. Um, today, uh, Gala Rinpoche, I know I'm, I'm working on my Tibetan uh, tr- uh, speech so you know I'm getting there uh, he's going to describe the the mandala process and kind of hopefully uh, take us down that road of where they're going and uh, and uh, increase our appreciation about their work today so um, if you would uh, welcome Gala thank you'm not sure why we lost the projector again. How
1: that goes. Okay. So welcome everybody, and uh, don't get excited. This is not about a demonstration of third-generation uh, sophisticated uh, uh, machines like iPad. It's nothing. It's just a very spiritual and religious um, uh, presentation. So, and beside that, I remind all of you not expect too much from me. One thing that. Uh, my English is very limited knowledge so and also I make uh, made the r- uh, wrong pronunciation so you need to be very attentive to hear the right words and maybe instead of learning information you may be learned and um, some passions. Uh, anyway, so today's my topic and this is a quite popular topic among the uh, West for last few decades since uh, Tibetan Buddhism started uh, touring in this country and the sharing of ancient cu- culturals. Uh, then it's a big, you know, uh, sort of uh, surprise for Westerners, especially not only really interested uh, demonstration of artistic work, but the core meaning and value that we can draw from this kind of cultural, which has uh, more than 2,500, Year's history, and then I also uh, would like to remind each and every one of you to you know not try to get some intellectual knowledge from this, but try to get some point that which you can benefit and apply in your life when you are in really in trouble, and especially when you have trouble with your emotions and this is Buddhist emphasizing try to share our informations and education for the well being of humanities. When the individuals are well informed about our inner potentials and inner qualities that we have processed inside of our heart, that we don't need to buy compassion for paying millions of dollars, which can we can open up and develop within ourselves and make it available and conducive for our life and for the others. So this is the this uh, mandala, mainly we focus to educate it. When we talk about mandala, we are not talking about external things. We are talking about our inner beings, our mind. Which why we need to understand our mind, because this is the source of, source of all our happiness and our own problems. So regardless of, you know, whether it's any cultural background, any races, every individual has the same potential to become a happy person and to become an enlightened person when we in the buddhism we talk about enlightened, it doesn't mean that we need to born in the heaven and having a mystical figure and uh, you know supernatural power it's not an idea uh idea of enlightenment is uh, right now and here to open up your wisdom eyes and open your, your heart to see the right things. In other words, we say to see the reality of our natures. Why is it important to see the reality of our natures? Once we are able to figure out what are the sources of of our well-being and happiness, and what are the sources of our suffering, then we can fix these problems and develop or cultivate those sources of our happiness. So, uh, without much, you know, delay or liberated on those things, I would like to go direct on, on today's topic. So, today's topic is symbolism of mandala, and mandala in symbolism, uh, symbolism of mandala has a vast subject. It contains the entire Buddhist teaching on of a spiritual uh, path or spiritual journey. Uh, then it. Each mandala has its own meanings and own way of interpreting of a spiritual journey, but uh, mostly I would like to focus on how we can use that in one's lives, especially in going in Buddhist traditional way of giving the presenting the meaning of mandala because it's one thing you may confuse because of many of you may not familiar with the Buddhist uh, tradition, and the other thing is, is quite complex and uh, very vast subject, deep vast subject. Even we used to study this for almost 40 years in our monastery. And so I can't do that. We cannot do that in one hour, you know. Anyway, I would like to try to give you a frame idea about the framework of this mandala. So symbolism of mandala here. Today, we are constructing the conflict resolution Buddha here in this campus. and then mandala, usually we have this, you know, it looks like this. Uh, and we have uh, sort of these different mandalas in our uh, uh, Buddhist texts, the, the four different mandalas. But the main mandala that we have to develop was inner mandala, which we called concentration mandala in our mind. That is the most important. And then uh, Symbolism of mandala. On this, they they have many different way of interpreting the mandalas. Some people say it's a sacred geometry. Some people say cycle and the uh, uh, sounding. Some people say center and sounding. Some people say extracting the essence or taking the essence. Or uh, some people say the uh, divine form of universe and divine form of, of inner quality. Whatever it is present, but the one. Meaning of the mandala is called the circle and the center and the sounding. So the our universe was in sounded by over external things. That is like over mind is in suppose if individuals, its our whole body is also can visualize as a one mandala. It's, it's a mandala itself. It's a center and sounding. Center is the mind and sounding it sounded by the mental factors. So the mind is the main responsibility or main common, uh, you know, uh, factor to function over entire life or entire universe. So in that sense it's the central mind was founded mental factor, uh, faculty or mental factors. In Buddhist psychology, main mind and mental factors are one comp- uh, you know, uh, foundation where we entirely uh, operated over life. That is very clear in our individual life experience. In, like, you know, when our mind is become like the king or president of our life, we our mind things and then its project and then our physical world and other mental factors started functioning according to the mind commands. In so that sense, mind has a full potential to operate it over mental factors over life. That's why we need to take care of the mind. So mind is the one who commands everything. That's why mandala in center, it represent, represents the principal deity, principal enlightened being. And it is like the map of a spiritual journey. And it also shows the enlightened state of uh, enlightened beings. It's like the White House, where the center, prison, center seat is for the president, and then rest of this is sounded by different uh, um, uh, persons who have authority to uh, rule the entire world, entire nations. So same thing here in our, you know, how we have to apply that kind of things in our lives, we need, over, most of the time, our physical body and verbal things was just, you know, influenced by our mind. We over physical bodies become the slave of our mind. So in sense the source of all this, you know, function and over well-being and over confusion world was come from the mind. That's why we say taking the essence from the mandala is to understand over one's mind how it's function and how it's governed over life. So through mandala, we learn how to train our mind by taking the entire teaching or entire guidelines that prescribe by the enlightened Buddha, historical Buddha. When in Buddhism, we never say that he is the one pre-morally enlightened person. He was the same person like us, and then he walk out and he do his mental exercise and get fully developed. Fully opened, and then he know the process. So he lay out all his foundation and, to- and you know left all this instruction how to be rich in that state, where we can free from our entire confusion and our suffering. So that's why we are saying that taking the essence. So here in the universe, also we in the Buddhist um, universe in Buddhist. Uh, term we have a uh, realms formless realm and uh, realm of form and realm of desire and, and then earth this water this, fire this, and uh, air this, and space this uh, this is the complete mandala at the center was the core essence that is the consciousness or that we call the person, and then that was composition of that individual or that universe was uh, Four elements that is water, fire, wind, or air, or space, and then earth elements. So, when we talk about these elements, we does not even when even you talk about the earth element, it doesn't mean that the earth solid, you know, it's a cra- sound crazy when we say it's the our body was composition of earth, it's the solidity of our physical form, and water also liquidity form, and fire, the heat. The wind is said doesn't mean the ordinary wind, but it's say the moment that over consciousness function and blood circulation all these uh, movements of these things and then we have also another meaning for the mandala is called offering mandala this is called so we visualize the entire universe in this and then do the uh, offering these to over uh, higher uh, sentient beings higher Buddhas, or over teachers to purify ourselves. That purify means, you know, when we think directly, you know, it doesn't mean that when we do this offer, we get clean because of this blessing. It is not idea. It is to cultivate our inner strength, to sacrifice everything for, you know, for the well-being of oneself and for others, like generosity, how to uh, cultivate, to cultivate the uh, passions, cultivate the perseverance, cultivate the wisdom, cultivate the uh, concentrations, and why we need to cultivate them? Because they are the one who, uh, one one who purify our entire uh, deluded uh, mind. So delusion comes through ignorance. So the ignorance is the root of uh, all of our afflicted emotions. So afflictive emotions are the those. Who, uh, which is the root of, of all sufferings. Afflict emotion brings all the suffering, that even non-religious believers can understand. Once afflictive emotion rises in our mind, like hatred, jealousy, anger, then it's over entire, well, you know, peace and harmony could disturbed, not only individual, who have uh, those kind of afflictive emotions, but it's also disturbing the entire uh, society and environment itself. So and So, to cultivate them then we visualize over this all you know afflict emotion transform into the qualities like you know hatred we call it in, transform into love so we offer this all quality to the higher beings who have in that state and then over, we we get inspiration to be one of be like them in one one of them then another is called other meaning of the mandala is called sun and the moon disc the sun and the moon is not we are talking about the moon and sun and we worship them, it is not idea. Its idea is to understand how the moon and the sun affect, you know, we bring uh, transformation in our world, because when the sun coming started, then the world started functioning. And the moon comes, then we have another dimension of our life. Same thing in our life, over individuals and the society is totally independent each other's. How does function each other's? We're, most of the time we always become a uh, very uh, self-centered and very self-cherished most of the time because we think that the society may not be related, related to me because I'm the one most important to make myself happy and they, they didn't bring me much happiness or it's no connection for one's well-being. But if we go before, especially in this 21st century, everything was so dependent, you know once it's a how if there's something affected in the other part of the world we are totally disturbed and get a big impact, that we see the you know now uh, in the Asian country and Middle East, East, um, East, Asian country and Middle East, if there is something happening, especially in Japan and recent in Libya uh, problems, price, you know, gas price goes up, and we have so many problems. So that also shows interconnection between us. So that's why, you know, to form this wonderful community college it was because of collectivity of it individuals. So each individual, if we neglected those each individuals, then we are neglecting, indirectly neglecting ourselves. If we neglected that those persons who run this uh, beautiful uh, library, then we are neglecting our source of you know, information from the library. So it shows us how we have to take care and give a love for those, not only the, those who related to us, but for the entire sentient beings knowingly or unknowingly every individual has a uh, you know contributing the well-being of our individuals you know just you look at your beautiful clothes millions of people are involved to produce that kind of clothes for you today here just think about the how it's manufactured and then how it's bring and how it's advertised and how it's come to the uh, stores, and how you buy and but from money, and everything. So in that sense, we have to use our one individual center, and that moonlight individual, uh, no, no uh, sun-like individual, and moonlight those other factors, which is also the um, part of our life. So in that sense, we should also think about the well-being of others. That's why it's necessary to generate the compassion for anti-sentient beings. Then also, the other meaning of the mandala is the principal deity and its mentioned and routine. That's why I say that when we talk about the, this, it's, we are trying to tell you, the, um, show you the enlightened state, enlightened quality of the of, uh, beings. When we understand the enlightened state of the beings, then we have to understand how we can achieve that enlightened state. If, you know, somebody gets enlightened state and that's a gift of God, and then we have nothing to do. We just appreciate them and that's all. But it's not like that. Every individual has a potential to get that enlightened. Because in Buddhism we say, every individual has a pure natural form of seat That's called the potential form of seat That we call the Buddha nature. So that we can see, it's like the clear water. At the moment, it was deluded with the afflicted emotion or unhealthy thought. So once we remove the... Uh, when we talk about the purification, its purification is to making our mind free from all these afflicted emotion or habitual way of thinking, unhealthy thoughts. So if we are able to transform them into the healthy thoughts, if you are a very angry person, if we try to transform that habit of getting angry without much reason, especially many of them we, we it's it's not a natural mind. Anger and this afflictive emotion are not the natural mind. If that is a natural mind, we cannot change at all. That's why when we say "I get angry," we never say i angry we we put a reason i angry because it that shows there is that there is the cause and condition for arise that Anger into your mind. So that's, the, we need to understand how it arises. That shows it's we our natural state of mind is pure. So here we shows the natural state of mind, it is called the principal deity, pure mind. And then, regional deity is those like wisdom to understand our mind. They like, re- you know, when the president commands and uh, you know, asks the uh, state secretary to do something, then its function start. So, our main mind commands you to investigate it over reality of nature, how it is function. Then over wisdom, retinue wisdom, he will operate it, how we have to bring those qualities that we have to develop in our life. So, in that sense, it's also principle deity and rational deity. Then we have a type of mandala. We have one type of mandala is mandala made in the canvas Uh, that's printed, and this is uh, very common in Tibet and also popular. And then we one is called. This is the most popular one. Um, It's a sand painting mandala, and the sand that we use is. white marble it in very fine particles and then dry with the natural color and in, in ancient time we used to dry with uh, plants and herbs and now we dry with the uh, non-toxic watercolors and then created from this so this procedure especially for the monks it takes us uh, seven or six years to learn this and then they have audition and then test and interview once they have passed then they can join the mystical arts of Tibet and can go for the truth why the learning process was so long, they need to develop, memorize the entire textbook. This, the mandala are not designed by of ordinary people. This was taught by Lord Buddha 2,500 years ago in India. And that was came to in- Tibet in the mid-70s. And then the textbook contains each mandala has a textbook of about six 100 uh, pages and they, then they have to memorize the entire textbooks before they started pouring the scent and so and they in the text it's mentioned color pattern design lines everything uh, this uh, one type of mandala then we have a type of mandala one mandala is like that three dimensional mandala actually it is a, uh, it's a symbolism of of a divine Mentioned of the deity, palace of the deity. So in three dimensions you can see this kind of mandala is see like that. That is from the aerial view. Then another is the we call the type of body mandala. Body mandala, that's I told you, our center was called is the heart. Heart when we say in the buddhist we heart and mind are separated. So mind is the center and then entire physical body. Now that's why so. Um, the earth in the lower, then comes the f- fire, water, earth, and then it. Uh, the center is the heart comes. So this also in the Buddhist meditation visualization meditation is very important to understand over body mandala. I-, I just go very brief. Then in the Kalachakra Tandra is more complex about over universe. So this is quite complicated and uh, you know. Uh, uh, I don't go detail here. So the next, the three-dimensional. D- now we have a present day. We have a digital mandala. This extra uh, because people have created a digital mandala, and I show you a little bit about this in later. Then uh, also in ancient time, we created the mandala by very, you know, precious and valuable uh, object. This created by precious and semi-precious gems. We put gold, silver, and then in and labradorzula, and then it's we created and keep that in as a devotion object in our uh, temples and home shrines and monasteries. So this is the Tibetan uh, you know, mandala created from the precious and semi-precious gems. Then also we we call the lang. We also create a moral kind of. Uh, uh, mandala and keep that in our temple, big temples. This is a very big, huge, you know, 15 feet by 15 feet uh, big mandalas. Uh, then we have meaning of the mandala in Tantra. There uh, is a very uh, another dimension of how to interpret it in the tantric system of Buddhism and divine core and its elaboration and its extension. So, in divine core and its liberation, uh, you know, we visualize in tantric system over mind. We transform into uh, divine form because over ordinary mind is impure uh, form of mind. When we transform that into deity form of mind, it's become the divine and pure form of mind. So, visualizing. Of my mi- main mind into the principal deity and mental factor as t- its retinue deity. That's the visualization process in the tantric system. Then uh, we have a center core of mandala we call it the chakra in the Tharmakaya. It's the truth body. That truth body is over pure essence mind. And that uh, symbolized in center of the, it's, we put usually put this vajra because uh, in here is conflict resolution. His main um, uh, syllabus or essence object is called uh, vajra. It uh, symbolizes indestructible nature. So the vajra in center put in the Buddhist symbol called vachra, is symbolized the indestructible nature of, of mind. Then representation of this core symbol is vachra, is indestructible and indivis- indivisible uh, nature of mind. And then also it symbolizes indivisib- indivisible bliss and wisdom. When we cultivate it entirely fully, you know, cultivation of, of a spiritual quality, then we get the bliss. That is the lasting happiness we can experience when we get enlightened. And then wisdom that penetrates or cuts the entire uh, ignorance which is uh, a root of all our afflictive emotion and confusion world. Then here the primordial in in the nature of our own mind is a form of energy, energy of mind and energy was in the indisible form. But uh, at the moment it was uh, diluted with afflictive emotions. Then we have, in s- also it's a symbolized core, uh, representation of core uh, nature is called s- seed salvos. That is in every Buddha, we have a seed salvos, seed salvos symbolize the pure nature of our mind. That's why sometimes we put a symbol of seed sil- 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 in the center. And then a representation of core deity, you know, sometimes we, this is the mandala of uh, Tara, Deity. so we put her figures, so when we don't have much time, we put the only um, her f- symbols. The symbol is lotus. sometimes we put lotus. sometimes we put wisdom, so forth. sometimes we put uh, uh, Vachra, like that. Then also in the Tara mandala, is Man- mandala of Tara is regarded as the uh, uh, mother of all the sentient beings. Why we call this the mother of the sentient beings, it's she, she is the wisdom or compassion who produce the entire sentient being. In that sense, you know, like, you know, compassion, who produce the entire quality of our, our well beings. With the compassion, we can reduce, a, you know, cultivate many qualities, like passions and uh, tolerance and, uh, you know, uh, diligence and effort you know, like you, you just reflected to yourself, you know, once our mother has a pure, unconditional love for our children, how they take care of, uh, take care of us when we are young, because of their pure love, makes us, uh, you know, fully uh, horrible object of her. She devoted entire her life for us to bring the perfect uh, state of uh, human beings. So the same thing, she gives a complete instruction and teaches us the complete uh, path of, of enlightenment through pure unconditional love. That's why she produced the entire you know, uh, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas and entire enlightened beings from the imp- uh, uh, ordinary uh, sentient beings. So that's why we call it the mother of sentient beings, mother of all the Buddhas also. And then uh, this, we have also a Mandala of, uh, um, deity of Wisdom Buddha, which is called Manjushri in Sanskrit. But uh, Wisdom Buddha uh, here understands holding the sword. The sword is not to cut the enemy, but to cut our own ignorance. Because sword can cut any object which is uh, uh, you know, obstacle for one's uh, life or hindrances for one's life. So for us to, be, to get enlightened over afflicted emotions over confusion, world is the hindrances and obstacle for an obstruction for over, uh, that part. So wisdom will understand to remove that through cutting, uh, through removing or through eliminated or eradicated those afflicted emotions through mental process. Then we have a mandala of a uh, Buddha of compassion. Buddha of compassion is uh, Avalokiteshvara, and uh, this, this is the, main, uh, is the with, uh, path aspect of Buddhism. Then we have a mandala of a deity of Vajrapani, or Buddha of power. Buddha of power uh, holding the vajra, indestructible uh, instrument, to show that power of, of compassion and wisdom combined together reach us into the final destination called enlightenment. Then in the Shunya <coughs> Thamak or Wisdom or form of Creation. So form of Creation here symbolized the three door to liberation. Usually this entityless, less or singleness and aspirational is in the Buddhist term. But in literally, over entire well-being was the three door comes from three door and entire suffering was come from three doors. So three door is represent our mind verbal and physical forms. That we clearly understand. When man thinks something then you know the verbal started saying and then physical started reacting. So even in your daily life we need to maintain and train them these three doors. We should think of in the train of our mind to not think the unhealthy thoughts like hatred and jealousy. We have to control that and transform that kind of habit, uh, kind of unhealthy thoughts. Then you know, once we get angry, what do we do? We start abusing others, criticizing others, and then after that, what we do? We act with the physical body. So that what we need to maintain or train all these three forms, and also it is a source of, of a happiness and well-being. These three doors. When you say. When you think, mind started thinking good, we started appreciating from the mouth and then we started hugging and helping. So in that sense also it is the three doors for our well-being and happiness. So this, you know, mandala is totally b- built on this uh, three dimension vachra, indestructible uh, vachra. So it says that our entire existence, our entire well-being was come from these three doors. That's why it has become the base, base of the mandala. Then here also cross us. When we have uh, mentally trained, physically trained, and verbally trained, and over verbal and mental and physical have become pure, then it's become, become indestructible. So over life will become very happy, and harmony and peaceful because of the foundation or root of all these sources are so become a pure and indestructible. In that sense, also we have to understand and draw or uh, uh, take the meaning in that sense. And also, uh, this entire residence of Mandala rests on the cross vajra. It's the same, similar. So usually, when you try to view from the top, you can see this as a rest on this cross vajra. And then five layers, five layers, five colors. You know, it's just a wall, wall of the mansion represents the five wisdoms, and the five wisdoms, and also it symbolizes the five elements. Five elements. And so five wisdoms are the five antidotes for over five afflicted emotions, like hatred, jealousy, anger, ignorance, and then acuity. These are the five poisons, and then five wisdoms can understand exactly how its function and how it's arise and then put the right antidotes when it arise from the whole mind. And, and also these five colors or five walls symbolize our five composition of, of our exi- external and uh, internal and in, uh, external be- uh, you know, existence. Like our body was formed by five elements and if, uh, external world is also composition of five elements. That's why we see Physically, if we are not healthy, Imbalance in, in those five elements. And uh, you know, externally, if there is imbalance in the elements, we can see natural disasters like earthquake, volcano, and floods. These are disturbing in, the, in, the, in you know, those natural elements. Then, you know, the five wisdoms of family is encompassing like Buddha, the consciousness, man, karma, the intentions, and Padma, which is the perceptions. Rana feelings. So, I don't have much time, I'm not going detail, but I give you the ideas. What are the main core or main form? Then we see that these are the five manifestations of these wisdoms. Is, we call this five family Buddha. And then, Varutsana, uh, uh, it's a one family Buddha. It's called eliminating wisdom, aspects of uh, manifestation of wisdom of eliminating. Then, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Ashopia is unshakable form of wisdom. Um, then we have uh, Ranasambhava. These are Ranasambhava and Ashopia. These are in the Sanskrit uh, term. And then it's called Jewel Bone. Then it's Amitabha, infinite light. So, in this is uh, infinite um, wisdom. And then the, the Amoka city is a conqueror to understand the wisdom, to understand the entire of a process. So in here we can s- I tell a little bit about the names in relation to the others and the Buddhas, the deity of the Sanskrit and the English name the Verathana, eliminating yeah her consort deity is the Vaitara and Buddhisatova uh Samanda Bhadra and the uh, will of turning this uh, very Buddhist way of how, when they d- started giving the teaching and how it's come to uh, uh, the world to teach us and which concept uh, he will be associated and uh, what kind of uh, what in which form of uh, Bodhisattva uh, appear in that time. So these are the brief ideas. You know. Then next in a symbolism five Dani Buddha. These are five the family Buddha, five wisdoms that we have to understand. the the, the ignorance and delusion. It's antidote for. And then enlightened mind, its uh, uh, wisdom is all-encompassing, tamadadu wisdom. And then Ashopya is anger and hatred. These are the you know, wisdom that understand, the uh, uh, right antidote for the hatred and jealousy. It's mirror-like wisdoms, And then we have Rana Sambhava, pride and miscellaneous, wisdom of equality. Then, uh, amitabha desire, and lust, discriminating wisdom, amokasiti, jealousy, and fear, and all accomplishing wisdom. So these are the five wisdoms, and these are the five uh, root of and which are the manifestation of these five deities. So that's why you see the five different colors in five directions. In the one center, uh, you will see the uh, mostly blue, and uh, then uh, uh, yellow in the east, and the red in the west, and uh, white in the north, and uh, then uh, I think, uh, green in the south. So this is a physical symbolism of five Daini Buddha or five wisdom Buddhas. Uh, Vedachana is associated with the uh, space, and with the sense its cultivated or develop the sense sense organ we have the, the, with the sense of sight energy, energy of channel, wind channel, and then it's organs, is a function related with the heart. Uh, ashobia is the water and sound and blood flow. So when we need uh, some blood problems, you need to be the practice the yoga of ashobia which is related with the kidney, and then as uh, related with the earth, and it's associated with sense of smell, and as uh, medical, is a flesh form, a uh, spleen, and then uh, Amitabha Buddha, fire. Fire is the test. You know, that's why you know, it's very related. We see when we have high temperature, we lose the sense of test, appetite. Why? Because our element of fire goes up, then we lose the balance, that balance, and we don't lose the, our appetite and test. So it's related with the body heat, and it's uh, with the liver. So you see, medical point of view, when the liver functions well, then we have a good appetite and good digestions. When we have a liver problem, then we have started troubling in digestions and these problems, you know. So it's very related. And, uh, and then in the air, and it is a touch and sensation the inner winds and lungs, it's related with the lungs, you know. That's yeah. So the inner symbolism of five Dhyani Buddhas, uh, you see, the you know, Beretsana, which is uh, white in the center, and the Dhamma, dhatu, uh, t- uh, dhamma turning the Tamil wheel. It's, a, it's, it's symbolizing the teaching of the Buddha. And then Ashwabhya Buddha, blue in the east, and then Burmese, uh, it's on the earth touching. It's a, it, it's a gesture, and the gesture of the Buddha's uh, physical form. So then, uh, uh, excuse me. And then we have uh, uh, Amitabha Buddha in the red, west, and Dhani Buddha's meditation, you know, meditation procedure. Amoka city in green, north, and then fearlessness. When he gets enlightened, then he shows the f- procedure of fearlessness. And then uh, more symbolism of five Dhani Buddhas, uh, will, uh, sort of Buddhist, you know, not much related. Uh, so this is a state of mind. But it's uh, you know I do not didn't have much time. The five activities of enlightened Buddha represent also five colors. Also, these five activities of Buddhas. Then five Buddha families also pure aspects of five aggregates. Overall, uh, individual identity is based on over five aggregates. So that we say when the body and mind, when say I am a John, and then we try to identify where is the John, then we try to. Figure, figure out and try to uh, visualize on our identity based on our aggregates and our mental aggregates and physical aggregates. So man, mental aggregates and physical aggregates is formed in these five, uh, five aggregates called. Then the last, the Lotus Cycle, and after you complete, the, you will see the Lotus Cycle. Lotus Cycle symbolizes the compassion. And the, that is like fence for the mansion, fence for the uh, Talis, it's protect from, um, you know, its harmful things like compassion. Why it is to put as a fence? When you have a compassion, you are protected from those unhealthy thoughts like hatred, jealousy, anger, which are the you know source of our suffering. So you believe, when you have this kind of um, qualities, once we have a boundless or unconditional love for every sentient being, you just imagine, we will never get. the angry with the people we really love. Even he make mistake. we feel, you know, it's, it's okay, he make mistake. you know, it's okay, it's okay, he, we, we just give excuse like that because of a compassion for them and of a love for them. So that's why we protect from getting anger. And then we see this means watchra tens. Vachra Tenth is a combination of union of, of wisdom, uh wisdom is symbolized by this fire ring in the outer circles fire ring protect you from it's, uh, it protect you from the harmful thoughts it's to understand over wisdom with understanding the reality of things protect us from thinking it's wrong projecting the wrong view you know when you s- understand that we all are human beings and we can make mistakes so that symbol wisdom can liberate us from getting you know, making us making others enemy and projecting others a bad person or you know, terrible world or this is just through understanding that all the human beings. So that wisdom protects us from getting into trouble, arising those afflictive emotions. So these two unions combined together become the indestructible to arise of our own problems. So that's why it is in the outer circle and protected the mantra, uh, mandala. Then other meaning of, uh, it's causing nyingbo So that I already mentioned to you before, that, you know, to, to draw the meaning and then you have to reflect it and put, you, put that application in your daily life. Then a step of training the parts, you know, this we have a common part and unique part and tantric part, is the two parts in our training. Then training in common part, there's three principal aspects the mind of a renunciation, Buddhicitta mind and perfect view of reality. So in the renunciation, when, when in Buddhist when we say renunciation it doesn't mean that we have to renounce entire world or overblown or or procession. Renunciation is just come from inside. You know if you say so I don't want to need anything, just you know uh, renounce everything and go into a uh, mountain and do the meditation. If we started, still is clinging in our object, in our world, then we have never renounced. So renunciation should come from the mind, to let go, to detach our attachment to the object that we have strong connect, it's in a strong clinging habit. That's why we have, you know, strong habit of clinging on the object. The problem is then we get mad when something goes wrong. So that is called renunciation. That's the very brief. And Buddhicitta is a great compassion, altruism to benefit the save sentient beings. That that was a, a great uh, Buddhist, great compassion or mind. And perfect view of reality was to see, it, to understand our reality of natures. We perceive many of things, you know, like enemy. We created our wrong projections. And in reality, no one is born as the enemy. But over mental levelling and projection and wrong view make enemy and friends. So to understand the reality is to wisdom. These are the three parts of expect training in the common part. Then we have training in the unique part. it's receiving empowerment is the instruction to the mandala. You know, that's how we have to cultivate inner color in higher training. Then uh, generation stage. That then they have a four-stage generation stage, cultivating four impure vision and perception to bring the, f- about the full four pure pers- perspective. Uh, then uh, in that, boat we have to perspective it or visualize, a transform of our impure body as a pure body that we call is called as a body as a deity body, and then uh, cultivating the environment as a mandala. Um, resources, manifestation of the blissful and wisdom of emptiness that's how we have to uh, visualize in the tantric path then uh, also activities, we have to uh, four activities are pacification, enhancement, and power and wrathful uh, activities you know, these are sort the of wrathful activities usually have a wrong notion especially for the beginners, you know it doesn't mean that we chase and uh, destroy our enemy but it's even, you know, our mothers, they have unconditional love for over children. But to bring them or to train them in the right way, sometimes they show in you know, a fearful face. It's not because they hate them, but with the compassion to make them a perfect human being. Then they're sometimes sure and sometimes make scared. That's, a, that's a one activity. It's, it's so wrathful, expect it's like that. Then, complete stage of uh, paths. That's a Vajraks recitation. Parana Yoga is uh, to p- cultivate the wisdom aspects and clay light mind, and then illusory body and union body. These are the just paths that uh, uh, lead us to the com- uh, stage of uh, complete uh, yoga. Then we have, uh, yeah, so this I want to show you. I think. I'm sorry, the, you know, the video is not going to walk in here. Anyway, so we have a few minutes uh, for question and answer. I would like to take uh, the time for question and answer. Thank you very much for your attention.
0: Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Community College Library Event Podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library.